Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. God is so good to us. He is the good and gracious God. Thank you so much for loving the Lord and seeking His kingdom, seeking His face together. In this teaching, I would like to talk about the grace of God, and we want to have more and more grace so that we can become more like Jesus and we can be fruitful for His kingdom. Let us pray. And ask the Lord to really speak to us by His Holy Spirit, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for loving us and for being so gracious to us, Lord. Lord, we come to the throne of grace and ask you, Lord, to shine your face upon us and to open the floodgate of heaven and pour your shalom, your grace, your mercy, your love upon our life, Lord. We want to grow spiritually. And become more like Jesus Christ. We want to carry the grace, heavy grace, everywhere. Grace upon grace, Father. Lord, we want to learn from you, Lord, in this teaching. May your Holy Spirit become our teacher. May the Holy Spirit speak to our soul, our spirit, and give us life. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. I would like to talk again about receiving more grace from the Lord, and how we should respond to the grace of God. If we respond to the grace of God in the biblical way, the Lord will see our faithfulness and our faith and our love toward Him. And as we are faithful in little things, He will add more things to us. If we are faithful in using the grace of God. In the right way, the Lord will shower more grace upon our life. Second Peter chapter one verse two, the Bible says, "May grace, God's favor, and peace, which is perfect well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity, and freedom from fears and agitating passions, and moral conflicts." Be multiplied to you in the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. That scripture from Amplified Bible. The Apostle Peter prayed that God will multiply the grace of God in the life of the saints in that generation. And this scripture is for us too. We pray that God will give us more and more grace. We can be so heavy with God's favor, with God's grace. We have learned from the previous lesson that the word grace in the Old Testament can be also described as the favor of God. Second Peter chapter one verse two, in another version. The Bible say in NLT, "May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow 
in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. We want to grow more in knowing our God. We cannot grow without receiving the grace from God or the favor from God. John chapter one verse sixteen, and of His fullness, we are talking about the Lord Jesus here. And of His fullness, we have all received, and grace by grace, grace for grace, grace upon grace, more level of grace. For out of His fullness, abundance, we have all received, all had a share. And we will all supply with one grace after another, and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, and favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. The scripture encourages to seek favor of God, more favor, more gift, more grace. We should grow in the grace of God. Each year, we should notice that the level of grace and favor of God in our life is greater than the level of the past year. We want to receive more grace from God. We can pray and ask God to give us more grace. In Psalm chapter one hundred nineteen, verse fifty-eight, I entreated your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful to me according to your word. Again, we cry out to God. God, give me your favor more. I cry out from the bottom of my heart. We should ask God for more grace. In the Bible, so many godly servants received the grace of God upon their life, and they were able to do what God called them to do. In the Bible. We can read that there are so many God servant who have done many marvelous thing in that generation. They receive the grace of God in their life. That's why they were able to do what God calls them to do, such as Noah. God chose him to start the human race again in Genesis chapter six, verses seven to eight. So. The Lord said, "I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them." But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God showed His grace and favor upon Noah. Look at another person, our Lord Jesus Christ, who came into the world as a human being. Let's look at what the Bible say about the Lord Jesus in Luke chapter two, verse forty. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. The Lord Jesus was able to do what the Father called him to do, and fulfilled the calling in his life by the grace of the Father. Looking. At the apostles and the disciples in the early church, we read about them in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter four, verse thirty-three. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. 
the grace of God was upon the early church apostle and the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want great grace to be upon me, upon my family, and upon the church today. The brother and sister in the church will experience the major and great grace of God. Acts chapter 11 verse 23, when he came and has seen the grace of God, people can notice, can see or visualize the manifestation of the grace of God upon his people. He was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord. You can see here that the Lord poured his grace upon the early church disciples in that generation. Paul talked about the grace of God on his life. Paul was the Christian persecutor. He arrested Christians and put them in jail. He was against Jesus, but he was born again eventually. And God really used him to be a teacher and also apostle of that generation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, Paul described about his life. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. In other words, he became a traveling missionary. He became an apostle and teacher and prophet in that generation by the grace of God. And his grace toward me was not in vain. He did not put the grace under the ground and ignore it. He faithfully work with the grace of God. I labor more. He said, but I labor more. He really used the grace of God in a big way. But I labor more abundantly than they all. The Apostle Paul did not ignore the grace of God. He worked with the grace of God to fulfill the calling of his life. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. The Apostle Paul gave honor to God and glory to God. He tried to say that I was not able to do it. I was not perfect. I was able to do what God called me to do because God gave me His grace. We need the grace of God. The more grace, the more we can do for Him. And the more we can become like Jesus Christ. Timothy also received the grace of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy that, Hey, young man, the pastor, Timothy, God gave his grace to you. You need to really learn how to walk with the grace and depend on the grace and really fully devote yourself to do what God called you to do by the grace of God so that the grace of God shall be strong in your life. In this teaching, I would like to encourage all of you to don't put the grace of God in your life in vain. You should really cooperate with the grace of God, depend on the grace of God, and really cooperate with the grace of God in the right way. When you're faithful in walking in the grace of God that you receive by faith, the Lord will give you more and more grace. Grace upon grace. 
favor upon favor. It will be very heavy on you, so that you walk with heavy loaded favor of God. The Bible warns us that we should not ignore the grace of God. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, see to it that no one misses the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. We should receive God's grace into our life by faith, and then we respond to the grace of God in the right way in every situation, so that we can receive the help from God to grow spiritually and to serve Him effectively and fruitfully. God wants to give us much grace. We need to receive the grace by faith. And after we receive, we are faithful in working with the grace of God to build the kingdom and to give Him the glory and to serve Him. And as we are faithful, we will receive more grace. It's so important that we need to be hungry for the Holy Spirit, for the reverse of God from the throne of God. We need to be hungry for the fire of God, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the tangible presence of God or the glory of God. Because the Spirit of God that comes in the form of the fire or the rivers or the wind and the tangible glory of God will bring the presence of God, will bring the glory and the grace of God into our life. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of grace. We allow the Spirit to do His work in our life. And we serve the Lord Jesus with Him. We walk with the Spirit. And we allow the Holy Spirit who graciously can purge us from our sin and expel demons out from our life and empower us to have the fruit of the Spirit and the anointing or the manifestation of the Spirit to serve Him. The fruit of the Holy Spirit come to us by grace. The anointing come to us, or the gift of the Holy Spirit come to us by grace. The purging, the cleansing, the purification by the fire of God come to us by grace. And we need to make decision, I'm going to move on with the Holy Spirit to become more like Jesus. And I will serve the Lord fully, wholeheartedly. I will do everything to give Him the glory. I will not miss the grace of God. I will not hold on to the bitterness, to the bad attitude. Because the bad attitude and bitterness and anger and unforgiveness will hinder me from following the grace of God. We notice that believers can respond to the grace of God in different ways. And we want to respond to the grace of God in the right way so that the Lord will trust us and give us more and more and more grace. Let's look at one example of the wrong response to the grace of God. Jude verse 4. For certain men whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped into among you. They are godless men who change the grace of our God into a license for immorality 
and denied Jesus Christ our Lord, sovereign and Lord. Some Christians responded to the grace of God in the wrong way. They say this way: God always loved me, even though I am sinning. God always forgive me, no matter what lifestyle I have, because by His grace, I am always forgiven by God, and I will never lose my salvation. I can live a loose life. I can live a sinful life because God' grace is so much for me. I want to experience more grace by sinning more. They interpret the grace of God as a ticket to sin. They can sin. They can live loose life because they think that God loves them so much and God is so gracious to them that they can do whatever they want and they forget about the subject of repentance. The subject of loving God, obeying God, holiness, righteousness, and sanctification—they have a wrong meaning of the grace of God. They change the grace of God into a license for immorality or for sin. Please, don't go this direction, because if you go that direction, you cooperate with the devil and your sinful nature. And you will grieve God, and He can forgive you, but God has timing. He is long-suffering, but if you don't stop sinning by quoting the grace of God, eventually the punishment or the discipline will come, and you may even lose your salvation because you just go too deep in sin to the point that you deny Jesus Christ. So please don't use the grace of God as a license to sin. That's one of the wrong way to respond to the grace of God. Hebrews chapter twelve verse fifteen. I read one more time. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. The second. Wrong way of responding to the grace of God is to ignore, to miss, and to have no concern about the grace that has been put on a person. God give me the grace to become a neurosurgeon. God give me the grace to become a pastor, preacher. God give me the grace to come to the U.S. To practice neurosurgery here, to have a good practice, to have good co-workers and employees, and have good patients, God give me grace to have a church building and a lot of good workers in the church, good co-workers. God give me the grace to marry a godly woman, and also I and my wife. Have the very godly children. This is all by the grace of God. It happened because God is so gracious to me. I should not miss the grace of God by saying I don't care. I will not do anything. I just live idly, and I just ignore the calling of God in my life. I just want to live my own life. I don't care about God. I put 
the gift of God in the ground and never use it to serve anybody, and I just don't exercise my faith to receive more grace. I just completely ignore or miss the grace of God, and that is not the right way to walk with God. If we want to walk with God in the right way, we should really connect to the grace. And respond to the grace in the correct way. Romans chapter six verse one warns us that what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? In other words, don't miss the grace of God by keep sinning and doing our own things. And we can say, oh, you know, I can sin more. I don't care about serving God and doing the right thing and living a holy life because. The more I sin, the more I do wrong thing. God gonna show more grace to me. That is a wrong concept. It's a wrong attitude, and it's a wrong doctrine. I don't want to miss the grace of God. I want to walk by faith, receive the grace in the area of family, parenting, finances, ministry, health, work, my practice, my traveling, everything. I want to have the grace of God, and I want the grace of God to work with me. I don't want to miss the grace of God by saying I'm going to do my own things. I'm going to use my own strength. I'm so capable. I just ignore the grace. I just keep running on my own ability and my own strength. Galatians chapter five verse four says, "You have become estranged from Christ." You who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. We can miss the grace of God by a few reasons. One, we don't exercise faith. We don't use faith to receive any good things from God. Then we miss the grace of God. Two, we depend on our own ability to serve the Lord, to be a good Christian, to read the Bible. To become a good husband, we just try very hard to be right, to do right, and to be successful. We just depend on our own ability. So, if we do that, we have fallen short from the grace of God. No, every single day. Tomorrow, I will go to perform surgery. I will depend on the grace of God tomorrow at the time of surgery. When I talk to my patient in the clinic, I always hook up to the grace of God. That the grace of God will give me wisdom, understanding, and the right word to say. When I drive the car on the freeway, I depend on the grace of God. I want the grace of God to work in my life all the time. I depend on the grace of God. I approach the throne of grace so that I can do all things that He called me to do. Many Christians don't understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit. They don't want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. They don't want to be baptized by the fire of God, because they want to depend on their own intellect, their own smartness, their diploma from the school, their own ability to talk, to teach, to do things. Instead of walking by the Spirit of grace, they walk by the law. They depend on their own flesh and their own natural ability and intellectual 
function. In order to become a good Christian, I used to be like that before I was filled with the fire of God. I tried and tried so hard to be a good pastor, to be a good Christian, but I was so tired, I was so discouraged and exhausted because I did not know. How to walk with the grace of God? How to depend on the Spirit of grace? No one taught me until one day I got touched by the fire of God, and God began to lead me to study the Bible, and I could see, wow! Everyone in the Bible—Jesus, Paul, Joseph, King David—all of them depended on the Holy Spirit. They were working with the presence of God. The Lord. Help them by His grace. So I began to say, "Okay, God, my ability is limited. I'm going to depend on You now. I'm going to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to try to do things on my own." Galatians chapter five verse eighteen say, "But if you are led by the Spirit, the Spirit is the one who gives us grace." You are not under the law. Actually, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Each one of the Trinity is the grace, just God. The Father showed grace to His people by sending Jesus Christ to help, to save, and to deliver His people. The Lord Jesus Christ. Is the manifestation of the grace of God. By His grace, He died for us on the cross. Now, the Holy Spirit, who lives in us, helps us, protects us, guides us, teaches us, and He is the grace of God in our life. Therefore, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Verse twenty-five in Galatians chapter five says, "If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit." If you want to really walk by the grace, approach the throne of grace, depend on the grace of God. You want to make sure you don't miss or lay aside the grace of God. You need to walk in the Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Depend on the Holy Spirit all the days of your life. Second Corinthians chapter six verse one. We then, as workers together with Him, also plead with you. Not to receive the grace of God in vain. The Holy Spirit came into our life; He dwells in us. We should not ignore Him. We should walk with Him. The grace of God should work in our life in every aspect of our walk on this earth: the aspect of family, parenting, finances, ministry, work, traveling. Everything, we will not put the grace of God in vain. We gonna cooperate with the grace of God, cooperate with the Holy Spirit, and depend on the grace of God in everything. And the more we humble ourselves to depend on the grace of God, the more He gonna give us grace. He gonna shower His grace on us more because He noticed that, wow, this man, this woman, really humble. Himself or herself, and depend on my grace. He or she did not put the grace of God away, 
and ignore the grace of God. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 29 Of how much worse punishment or do you suppose will he be thought worthy who had trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the Spirit of grace. Another wrong way of responding to the grace of God is to ignore the Holy Spirit, insult the Holy Spirit, or decline the help of the Holy Spirit. The Bible called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of grace. Many Christians are talking about the Holy Spirit in a negative way. They are against the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They are against the gift of the Spirit and speaking in tongue or the file of God. They insult the works of the Spirit. We should not do that. If we insult the Spirit of God who gives us grace, how the grace of God can work with us? We already say, no, 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 Holy Spirit, I don't need you. Don't move here. Don't touch me. Don't do anything with me. I can run my own life. I can be a good Christian myself. We should not be that kind of Christian. The Holy Spirit is the one who sanctifies us, empowers us, and gives us grace so that we can live a holy life and to be fruitful in the kingdom of God. So we should respect, honor, respond to the Spirit of God. We should welcome the Holy Spirit into our life. And when He gives us more grace, we just walk with that grace fully. Whatever He gives to us by grace, we can allow those things to be the part of our life in order to expand the kingdom and to glorify the name of Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 2, verse 21. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. We respond to the grace of God by receiving God's forgiveness, and we walk with Christ by grace, by His power. We don't try to gain God's favor or God's help by the law, but by faith. And we ask Him for His mercy. We approach Him with a humble heart. God, I know it's very difficult to live a holy life, but you have the power. The power of the Holy Spirit can help me. I will not put aside your grace. I'm going to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit, the grace of God in my life, and He's going to help me to be able to love you with all my heart and love my neighbors as myself. So again, we become righteous and we are saved by the grace of God. Not that we are so capable and we can do it, by our own strength and ability. We humble ourselves to depend on His grace. That is the right way to respond to the grace of God. 1 Corinthians 15.10 But by the grace of God I am what I am. And His grace toward me was not in vain, but I labor more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Another way to 
correctly respond to the grace of God is to allow the grace of God to work in us to expand the kingdom, to fulfill the calling, to run the race, and to finish the course with joy. God gives us so many good things by His grace. We will not just enjoy those things for our own benefit, live for ourselves, being selfish, being self-centered. That's why Paul said, "I labor more abundantly than they all." We use all the good things that God gives to us by His grace: the nice house, the car, the finances, the ability, the spiritual gift, the open door, the good breaks. All of this, we use them to build the kingdom of God. We will not be lazy. We will not be lukewarm, sitting around doing nothing. We run the race. We do the best for God. We use everything in our life to preach the gospel, make disciple, build His church, expand the kingdom of God. Everything that we have that come by grace, we're gonna labor. We're gonna do the best we can for the kingdom of God. We want the grace of God to be very strong in our life. We cooperate with the grace of God. We work hard for the grace of God. We allow God to work through us. We keep running the race, and we will get to the finish line. Live for the kingdom. Colossians chapter two verse six: As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk. In Him, let us walk with the Lord Jesus. Let us fulfill His calling. I give you example. God give me a nice place to live, and I use this room as a studio for recording the teaching. I get this house by the grace of God. God, by His grace, help me to pay off this house within three and a half years, so I have no mortgage, no debt. At all, God allow me to be off from debt by His grace, because those three years, three and a half years, God just brought in so many patients. My income increase double, and instead of using all the incomes to have fun, to enjoy my life, and to live selfishly, I hurry right away to pay off my debt so that I can be debt free to serve the Lord. I can use this house to serve the Lord. I open my house all the time for meeting, for party, to reach out. I and Pastor Da use everything that we have for the mission, for preaching the gospel. We spend money for the gospel. We spend our energy. We are in relatively good health. At this age, we use our body. By the grace of God, we are healthy to serve. We travel on a mission. We. Went to many cities and preached the gospel. We used the money that he gave to us to buy gift for people, to use for the kingdom of God. You see, we used everything that come to us by grace for the kingdom. We labor, we work so hard. The gift that he gave to us, the gift of teaching, the gift of pastor, we used them for the kingdom fully. We are not lazy. 
we not lay back, we run the race, we expand the kingdom forcefully, and we want to see more people get saved, more soul come into the kingdom. We don't want to put aside the grace of God. And as years have gone by, I notice that the Lord gives us more and more grace. He opens new door. He gives us new people who love us and help us to do the things of God. Good things happen. New open door, and God gives us more gift and understanding and wisdom because we respond to the grace of God in the right way. No matter what situation is, we gonna respond to the grace of God in the right way. We repent quickly. We don't want to live a life of sin. We don't use our money for sinful things. We live a holy life. We turn to God and say sorry to God quickly, and ask God to forgive us. We don't use the grace of God as a license to sin, but actually we depend on the grace of God to live a holy life. I would like to encourage all of you to respond to the grace of God in the right way. And as years have gone by, you gonna see. More and more grace to the old age, and God will bless you and use you, and the grace of God will be passed into the next generation, to your children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, and to spiritual children around you. Let us become that kind of believer, that kind of disciple. We will not put the grace of God in vain. We will. Not miss the grace of God. We will not use the grace of God as a license to sin, but we're gonna work hard, build the kingdom, glorify Jesus, keep growing, 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 and become the blessing to the nation in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. I believe that you make decision to respond to the grace of God in the right way from today on. And the Lord will smile at you. The Spirit of Grace will work in your life, anoint you, give you wisdom, guide you, bless you, and really lift you up higher and higher until you become the salt and the light to people around you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. I will see you in the next teaching. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
Still, 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 still